and welcome to The Watcher's Diaries, a weekly podcast all about Buffy. I'm Mary. And I'm Froggy. And this week we're talking about season four, episode five, Beer Bad. So I actually have an announcement. Well, two this week. Um, one is that we're once again joined by Mr. Froggy. Yay, Yay! it's me. <laughs> it is. <laughs> our second announcement is that next week will be our first book club episode of the season. We'll be journeying back to San Diablo to join Kate and the gang as we cover the latest book in Julie's series, How to Train Your Demon. As always, we'll have the info for finding yourself a copy in the show notes. It's a ride. It is a ride. And I am just, I'm very excited to see where like it goes from here. So yeah. I'm very excited to talk about it next week. But all right, let's get this show on the road. So Beer Bad, it aired November 2nd, 1999. And our synopsis is, Buffy is introduced to the wonders of beer (laughs) by some upperclassmen who are unaware that their favorite brand of brew has a slightly demonic kick to it, which causes more than just a hangover. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, we're good. That's good. Straightforward. All right, Froggy, what are our international titles? Oh, we have got some great ones. Yeah. So I'm taking out a lot of them translate to instead of beer bad, translate to bad beer. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take those out, but we still have so many good ones left over. So Czech, we have cursed beer, French, devil's beverage, Ooh. German, the beer of evil thinking. I like that, actually. Hungarian, harmful beer. Italian, hexed beer. And that's the last one. I kind of like the, like, beer of evil thinking. Yeah, beer of evil thinking. Devil's Beverage is also good. That's a good title. Yeah. Devil's Beverage. Again, that's one of our black and white, like, horror films. Yes, yes. The Devil's Devil's Beverage. It also just sounds like a regular old IPA that you would get at the craft brew place. Yeah. All right. We do once again get a previously on. And once again, it's there to remind us just how big a douche canoe Parker is. Just in case you forgot how much Parker sucks. Oh, my God. (laughs) the worst. (laughs) And to remind us Veruca exists. Yeah, thanks. Because that'll come into play next week. After that, we're off to the graveyard where Buffy is just wailing away on a vampire where (laughs) while some, I don't know, I like to call it street fighter music is playing. She does not one, not two, but three vamps saving a helpless Parker who wants to know what he can possibly do to thank her for saving him. How can he make it up to her, especially after the way he's treated her? And while he's saying all this, the music has changed. No longer is it like badass video game-esque fight music. Oh no, it's sappy and romantic because this is a dream. A daydream Buffy is having while in psych class watching Parker canoodle with another girl. Since when is Parker in her psych class? (laughs) Maybe he picked it up before drop ad. Okay, I feel like that would have come up before now. Yeah, I don't know. It's just there for plot. It is. It is. Yep. So she can daydream about him while staring at him in her psych that, class. That or, that or he's just there freeloading trying he to pick could up be, He could just be auditing. Yeah. That's also true. Yeah. 
Our attention then goes to Professor Walsh, who is explaining basic human wants. Comfort, sex, shelter, food. We all want them, and we want them all the time. Because the id, it doesn't grow up, it just wants. The ego tells us what it can't have, and the superego tells us what it shouldn't want. But the id, it works solely on the pleasure principle. Doesn't matter how much we've matured or what social behaviors we've learned. The pleasure principle is always there. So what do we do about this conflict between the id and the ego? How do we handle the things we can't have? If you're Buffy, you go right back into your daydream where Parker now has his shirt half open and is holding roses and ice cream. It's it's a very uh, it's a very romance novel type of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Buffy's just horny and confused. Yeah. So. I mean, when you're that age, you are horny and confused a lot. So the id, the ego, and the superego. Very big in this episode. Very big in Freudian psychology. Um, Really, the simplest way to remember it is that the id is instinct, the ego is reality, and the superego is morality. AKA, you want a million dollars. Realistically, you are probably not going to get a million dollars. And morally, robbing a bank to achieve that million dollars is wrong. (laughs) (sighs) Freud. Yeah, gotta gotta love Freud. Credits. Still awesome. No, oh, with sound effects now. Yeah. They got they got a better budget. They're playing around with the the machines and everything. <laughs> they're they're using their little mixers. Yeah. yeah. Multiple audio tracks. Yay. <laughs> Woo! After the credits, we return to campus where Buffy and Willow are sitting outside studying while Xander attempts to practice his friendly bartender techniques <laughs> on them. Buffy, however, is not feeling the whole lonely drunk thing and tells Xander to stop flicking his lighter at her. Besides, isn't he too young to be a bartender? Pulling out an obviously fake ID, complete with horrible fake mustache, Mm. Xander tells Willow, oh, contraire, mon frere, which is when Buffy tells him frere means brother. He quickly corrects it to girlfriend. Yeah, Willow's not sure that ID is entirely on the up and up. (laughs) (laughs) What gave it away? Looking at it. Let's let's be honest, though. This town isn't on the up and up. He didn't even need a fake ID. No, this bartender is clearly oh, so that bartender, yeah. No, yeah, when not. we when you know, we'll we'll talk about the bartender in a little bit. But no, I mean, you have the bronze, which has a nightclub bar coffee shop atmosphere. And then you have this pub where yeah. obviously underage kids are going. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the underage drinking space. Oh, so much underage drinking. And it's not even, It's they, they don't even try to be like. Just discreet about it? Discreet about it, yeah. Because yeah, isn't Buffy underage? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Buffy she has. Won't turn 21 to like season six. Yeah, she's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But again, we, we, all, we, we will establish just how shady this guy is anyway. As Xander puts it away, he tells the girl that he's the bartender now. He kicks people out. He does know there's more to the job than wiping and kicking, right? (laughs) Off Xander's confused look, she explains that he's going to have to mix drinks. That's fine. He's seen cocktail. He can do the hippie hippie shake. Buffy says even if she had a cigarette, she couldn't tell him her pretend problems. Too many real ones clogging up the headspace. Well, okay, talk to him. He's all ears. He tries the whole lighter thing again, and when Buffy doesn't respond, he says, right, shutting up now. Willow's got an imaginary problem for him, though. (laughs) One right out of Jerry Springer. (laughs) 
She's pregnant by her stepbrother, but he'd rather be with her best friend. And so he left her all alone, nowhere to live, nothing except this bottle of wild turkey, which she drank all by her lonesome. Xander just kind of stares at her because what? She had that saved up for the perfect opportunity. Right? She's been waiting. She's just been waiting to use this weirdo cover story for something. Yeah. yeah. They've been having her full of surprises this season. They're like really letting her uh, be her little freak on a leash kind of thing. Well, you also, and it's also funny when you think about Allison in American Pie. Yes. How it, it is basically a similar type character. And then you find out more than you ever wanted to know about this girl. Mm-hmm. She says she was being alone and friendless for him. Right. Well, it gets his Oscar nod. Buffy says she needs to go to class and all three of them get up from the table. They're coming by the pub tonight, right? Low can't Oz. And Buffy's still fixated on Parker. Maybe he's just having trouble dealing. Don't some guys do that thing where they take the girls they really like and put them deep down in this fantasy bubble where everything is perfect? <sighs> they, they do that, right? Because maybe she's in his bubble. And pretty soon he's going to realize that he wants more than Bubble Buffy. So he'll pop her out and they'll go to dinner and it could happen, right? Willow just sighs and tells Buffy, who is her best friend, that she needs to think about something that is not Parker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's no good. There are other men. Better men. The mind is stronger than the penis. <laughs> penis! <laughs> Xander scoffs at that before yelling, nothing can defeat the penis. <laughs> the girls look at him and he acknowledges that that was too loud. Very unseemly. It's such a stupid moment, but it's such a real moment because uh, yeah. all I can think of is that is something that like we would yell before mm. we realized what we had done. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it, it would be one of those moments where one of us would do it and most likely me would be like, inside voices, children. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> we don't yell about the penis in our outside voice. <laughs> We there there are normal people around us yeah, in the outside. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, that's their fault for being there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to think one thing that I did love. We we're we're almost done with Wednesday is just how everybody else are the normies. Yes. It makes me feel so much like that's how I feel about other people, especially when we're all together. Like, here's all these poor normal people. So side note, we can talk about it after for a second. Apparently there's like a thing with like Wednesday and the Monster High movie because it's legit the exact same plot. And I think one of the writers was the same. Oh. Like, (laughs) like, and down Mm. to the use of like normie as a, like I was, I fell down a TikTok hole on this last night and I was, I've (laughs) seen both too. And like when I was watching Wednesday, I was like, oh, this is very similar, but it's also a very typical supernatural type yeah, like plot. A, a plot and school atmosphere. and Yeah. Ooh. <sighs> anyway. I love drama. <laughs> Willow tells Buffy that she's sorry for being harsh, but she feels strongly about Stinky Parker Man. Buffy tries to convince her that he can be really sweet, and she thinks he may have real intimacy problems due to the death of his father. Willow is not interested. <laughs> she's got problems? Tell him to the bartender. <laughs> yes, Exactly. Because as Xander reminds her, the bartender is always ready to listen. Which leads us to a marvelous transition, but we need to stop for just a minute and discuss two things. Uh, One, Cocktail, a 1988 romantic comedy starring Tom Cruise. Though I kind of feel this is only a comedy in the Shakespeare sense. 
It yeah. ends with people getting married and having children because the movie as a whole. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit of a roller coaster. You know what? Uh, 80s, the 80s had a really interesting uh, comedy description like yeah some things that they said were comedies definitely weren't yeah because this has got like sexual politics one upmanship yeah. financial someone commits suicide yeah like, don't get me wrong it's good it's a really oh, good yeah. movie yeah like- well it, it's also it's like with with dirty dancing like you forget about the whole fact that there's an abortion subplot like you you always you always have certain things in mind about these movies until you watch them again yeah and and i think like it's like you said like the shakespearean thing it's like there were fewer genres like descriptions in the 80s yeah yeah now you have like genre amongst subgenre amongst this and you mix this with this and drama horror dramedy blah 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 yeah 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 it's just it's just no, it's not all Tom Cruise dancing with a cocktail shaker, which is what I know everything makes this movie look like it is. Oh, yeah. That's what the previews were for. <laughs> uh, two, Buffy's obsession with Parker. I I feel this sheds a lot of light on her relationship with Angel. Mm-hmm. Um, for Angel to have been this absolutely wonderful, deep love that half the fandom seems to think it is. And she moved on to being completely obsessed with another guy in like two months. I think it's also not just not just her relationship with with Angel, but just her as a whole. Oh, I absolutely. But then we also have to look at the fact that she is a teenage girl. She is. She is still like 19 here. Yeah. Or not even 19. This is only her second relationship and she's trying to make it the first again. You're trying, yeah. you're trying to replace yeah. it with the yeah. previous. Because we could talk about first relationships <laughs> for me. Uh, yeah, you replaced it with your first relationship. <laughs> okay, I don't know if that counts. <laughs> like, if you're technically still in that first relationship. Oh, there was a break. But, there, was, there, was, there was a break. Kind of. Break. Kind of. <laughs> yeah does it count if we're still together like 22 years later but yes transition because right after xander tells us he is an excellent listener we go to the pub and xander not able to hear anyone That's mostly because he has 12 people <laughs> all trying to order at the same time. It's quickly becoming overwhelming. Oh, that That's the standard college bar. He's thinking he's going to be in some like old man bar where people come <laughs> strolling in. Oh, and, like, yeah, yeah. Telling their old man stories and <laughs> somebody comes in drowning their things midday. But he's at like the college bar where just like everyone's just trying to get a jam drink. <laughs> yeah, he thinks he thinks he's going to be at Kaz's, but he's at Shorty's. Shorty's. <laughs> yep. <laughs> For anybody, for for those of you who don't know, Kaz's is the dive bar near where Mr. Froggy and I live. And Shorty's was the college bar in the town where we, college town where we met. (laughs) Is Kaz's the karaoke bar? Yes. Yay. Yeah, it's so slow. You can keep getting songs there, unlike most places. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But into this chaos walks Buffy. She wanders for a bit until she spots Parker. Parker tucked away in a booth with the same girl from class. Talking close, fingers touching. Some guys block her view of the booth and Buffy moves to try to see around them, knocking right into Riley. She apologizes and Riley says it's fine, just next time she might want to try going around. (laughs) Huh? Well, while he's not ruling out the idea that she could go through him, he just thinks going around might be faster. I love the fact that she just keeps running, literally, literally running into Riley. 
I know. Because it has the it has the whole basis for a meet cute. It does. If only he wasn't Captain Cardboard. Well, we're we'll we'll worry about we'll worry about that later. But yeah, yeah like the way that they the way that they set this up is that <laughs> these two like they should have gotten together already. Yeah. Yeah. But but my my problem is like I see him I'm like oh he looks like such a better guy for Buffy but then I'm like oh and then what would be wrong with him if he got together? Wow. Well, <laughs> because that's the way the show works. You'll find that out in a couple episodes when yeah, we Yeah, cuz I'm 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 watching as we go now. I'm I'm not ahead. <laughs> he is not. Yeah, he doesn't I didn't see I didn't see like any of these. This is like me going to college not worrying about Buffy anymore. So none none. Yeah. I love that yeah. it's all brand new. Yeah. Totally brand new. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Froggy, like he he said something about oh Parker being a nice guy. Oh no. And I'm like, oh, just give it a few episodes. I know it's it's it, I knew it was going to happen. It's going to. Yeah. Yeah. Because because Buffy Buffy doesn't. Like, is he a robot? Does he have a cult? Does <laughs> is he, he a what, robot? Uh, <laughs> is he a monster, a demon? Uh, who knows? It's just he's human. He, he's yeah. just a douche canoe. He is a douche oh, canoe. Another douche canoe. But there's there's reasons behind his douche canoery. Yes, okay. this is true. Yeah, there's, yeah, yep. We'll get to him in it. Well, a couple I'll episodes. I'll, I'll bring, I'll bring him back up the next time I'm on. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So, is she looking for someone? She, she just saw Parker over there. Riley turns to look, and yes, Parker and his latest conquest. He says the boy should get his attention span checked. So he's <laughs> something of a girl chaser. Riley, he's not mincing words, talking about how Parker likes to line them up and then knock them down. Now, maybe it's just him, but his father always said if you want to be a gentleman, Buffy doesn't care what his father said, does she? She's sorry, but never mind. He's got some people waiting. He'll see her in class. He heads off and Buffy's attention goes back to Parker, who is now making out with said girl. (laughs) Super. Over at the bar, Xander is cleaning up when he spies a pretty blonde. Using his lighter trick, he asks her, Rough day? Nah, it's been super so far. (laughs) They accepted Melody's pledge, making her an official sister of their sorority, and their pins arrived, which she designed herself. Xander tells her she is very sharp. Of course, that's when her boyfriend arrives, accusing her of keeping Xander from his work, jokingly, and then drawing her into a private conversation, cutting off the one she was having with Xander. Xander tries to salvage said conversation, saying he was due for a break, but boyfriend guy just wants to be an asshole. Talking about meetings of the mind, bringing up subjects he knows Xander doesn't know anything about, and basically attempting to make Xander part of a little social experiment, which he does while Xander serves him a pitcher of beer, Black Frost. He tells Xander that given the setup and their socioeconomic statuses, he foresees a B, the girl, rejecting A, Xander, scenario. Or in other words, they're the future of this country and he keeps the peanut bowl full. While I do feel bad for Buffy getting drawn into this whole thing, I can't say assholes like this guy don't deserve what's coming. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. My, my thought is this is, is this, wasn't this like a smaller state school? This is no. such like a, oh no, no, it's, it's a bigger one. Okay. It's, it's supposed to be a satellite of UCL, of the university, you know, of California. Oh, okay. It's okay. supposed to be UC Sunnydale. So you, you, there are there are douchebag level guys. Yes. So the interesting thing about the California system, and I learned this from Panda because she lived there, mm-hmm. is if you apply to the UC system, some school has to take you. 
Like, yeah, it may not like it may not be the one you like want. You may like want UCLA and you might get UC Irvine. Yeah. But some school in the UC system has to take you. So I don't know, like, it, I don't know where Sunnydale would fall on that hierarchy. Yeah. If it's like a school people would want, or if it's like one of the ones you kind of get farmed out to. But Willow made it sound like they have some pretty good programs. Yeah. But again, it's an in-world explanation for ridiculousness, yeah. you know, yeah, like, because yeah. we didn't find out that. Sunnydale had a satellite of the UC system <laughs> until no. season three, you know, <laughs> no. well, you need until we needed, we needed a non-community college reason. Well, but the funny thing is, is we had, we knew it had a private college. Yeah. So we knew it had a liberal arts college. Yeah. Now it also has a UC system college. But again, this is the biggest small town you have ever it seen. Biggest small, and that sounds like some like heartwarming like Hallmark movie. The biggest small town you've ever seen. You know what? The, a, a Buffy, a Buffy Hallmark movie. I need a Buffy Hallmark movie. We I really a, do. We need a Buffy Hallmark movie, or just a a Hallmark horror movie. Yes, we need it. We'll 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 talk about that yeah, off. The, the biggest small town just sounds like Punks Tony to me. <laughs> Yeah. He takes the asshole's money, puts it away, and spots Buffy, looking sad and lonely. Going over to her, he sincerely asks her, rough day? When she nods, he asks if she wants to talk about it. She does. And it turns out that Parker's problem with intimacy is that he can't get enough of it. And she knew it. She knew what he was. Which leads her to wonder if he was bound and gagged and left in a cave that vampires just happened to frequent. It wouldn't really be like she killed him, right? (laughs) Xander gives her a look and she says, she's a slut. (laughs) No, an idiot. Hey, she needs to stop being so hard on herself. Xander would say more, but his boss directs his attention back to the customers that need serving. He gives Buffy an apologetic look and and she says she's better. Promise. The talk helped. He tells her not to go anywhere and rushes off to do his job. She, of course, is going to take that as her cue to leave. She goes to sneak out, but bumps into yet another guy. Apparently, that's her thing now, bumping into people and spilling Mm -hmm. drinks all over them, at least for the night. The guy doesn't seem to mind and says he can't imagine anyone else minding either. She's not trying to leave, is she? Because they have a very strict policy against her leaving. He's soon joined by the asshole and two other guys, one of whom is Cal Penn. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. I call it that. He called that. Yeah, we watched it. We watched it a second time today. Yeah, the first time we watched it. Is that Kumar? (laughs) Yeah, I was. I I totally forgot about Cal Penn, and then I was like, oh, it's Cal Penn. Yes, looks exactly the same. He sounds. He sounds younger, but he looks exactly the same. Yeah, I mean, and he only has the one line, or like two lines. Yeah, yeah. They explain what he's trying to say is that she shouldn't be sad and alone and instead should join them for a drink as she is a beautiful girl, one who should be covered with men. (laughs) And can they be those men? Oh, God. What an ego boost. Maybe not the best delivery, but in its own way, it's good for Buffy demonstrating that there are plenty of men on campus who are not Parker that find her attractive. There are plenty of men who are not Parker, period. Yeah, but she does too. She does pick another group of questionable, um, uh, nice uh, group of guys there. I'm, I'm not so sure on their uh, level of niceness. They might just, you know. They're just, they're, they're, they're just douches. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoyable. They're, yeah, they're, they're just stuck up 
too smart for their own good assholes, but... At least they're not taking it out on Xander. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. For a moment, she looks like she might decline. But then she sees Parker leaving with the other girl, and so she accepts the offered glass. Meanwhile, at the bronze, Willow and Oz are having a date night. He joins her, holding drinks, and is quite impressed she managed to score a table. She killed a man. <laughs> well, it's a really good table. And it is, right by the stage. She tells him she copied her notes for him since he was elsewhere. And as she begins to tell him what they covered, Oz gets this faraway look on his face. What is it? Willow's clearly concerned. But Oz says it's nothing. He just felt nothing. It's fine. Of course, we, as the audience, know what's going on. Because a moment later, Veruca takes the stage. Oz felt the presence of another wolf. And it's clear he's a bit mesmerized by her. Because when Willow offers to leave, go back to his place, he's reluctant to go. And the way he's staring at her, Willow asks if he knows her. Veruca? No, but he knows the band's drummer. He's cool. Oz has just never gotten to hear the band play. As Willow tries to figure out whether or not she should be worried about this, we return to the pub where the boys are convincing Buffy to chug beer, which she does like a champion. They cheer her on, and then the asshole from earlier goes on and on about something socioeconomic issues, global issues, and how they can all be solved by beer. (laughs) Buffy says her mom always said that beer was evil. Good. Evil. The assholes say these are notions that predate good malt. Fine hops. It's really not fair to apply them to beer. (laughs) See, wait, where was he? Buffy's not sure. (laughs) (laughs) The guy sitting next to Buffy brings up Thomas Aquinas and the entire table groans. No, there will be no Thomas Aquinas. I am inclined to agree. I, yeah. I don't know. (laughs) You bring up, it's all over. It's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as someone who had to take many, many theology classes in high school and talk about like theological, ideological, philosophical. No, no Thomas Aquinas. Yeah, yeah. He was, for those of you who don't know, he was a Italian philosopher in the 13th century. And he's also, he's also what a lot of guys like the beer assholes will bring up. And that's why, like, I like the whole, no, no, we are not, we are not bringing up Thomas Aquinas. Cowpen basically tells him to leave his theological bullshit out of it. The asshole then finds his train of thought. Had morality developed under the influence of beer, there would be no good and evil. Just kind of nice and pretty cool. Everything would be different. From over at the bar, Xander keeps an eye on Buffy and the guys. Buffy says they really like to hear themselves speak. And they realize they're losing her. One guy tells them to, quick, be interesting. While Calpen asks about her. Yeah, what is she like? Well, she doesn't hate being there with them. Or beer. (laughs) We go to the next morning in Buffy and Willow's dorm room. Coming back from the bathroom, Willow does her interpretation of what happened after we, the audience, left the bronze. All, oh, hi, I'm Veruca. I'm in a band. <laughs> we learned that Veruca and Oz apparently talked a bit and that Veruca referred to Willow as a groupie. Oh, fuck off, Veruca. One thing that one thing that I will say is we don't get a lot before the next episode, but I do like the fact that they establish Veruca over a few episodes. So it's yes. not something that just comes out of left field. And just happens in that episode. 
at the time, we don't know what is going on with Veruca. No. But that build up was a nice, even though I hate it so much. <laughs> Thanks. Spoilers. <laughs> I know, there's no spoilers here. <sighs> she asks Buffy if she ever heard of Veruca, but Buffy is quite literally transfixed by the television. She likes it. It's nice. <laughs> Bright colors. Little people. Okay. <laughs> Willow wants to know what she did with Buffy. And Buffy tells her she's suffering the aftermath of a bad night of badness. <laughs> no, she didn't. Not with Parker. No. With four really smart guys. Four? <laughs> Willow doesn't quite get what Buffy is saying. And so takes that comment very differently. Being all, oh, Oh, and then asking her if she wants to talk about it. She tells Willow that she went to see Xander, saw Parker, and then came Beer. Then the group sex. What? <laughs> Buffy pushes Willow with a laugh. No gutter face. Just <laughs> lots and lots of beer. It's nice. Foaming. Comforting. As someone who is very, very oh, picky I, about my beer, I, I do it. not get this sentiment. No, and and I don't get how she just drank it down so quickly the first time without any kind of reaction. Because yeah. I, I know the first time I had beer, I was just disgusted by it. Yeah, no, like nine out of ten times I will take liquor over beer. Oh, absolutely. Unless there, yeah. yeah. There's a few beers I drink, mostly German, some Irish. I do not like American beer. So like, yeah. especially like a college pub beer. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Don't get it. Not, don't not get the, it. Not the yellow piss beer. But the but bartender did say uh, that these guys with their fancy little micro brews. So it might have been a, 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 you know, a better select thing than your standard issue Budweiser. or Yeah, we know what this guy was up to. That's true. That's true. But no, like, and I like, I will drink a stout or a porter. Yeah. But none of this. Yeah. Willow's starting to get that Buffy spent the night drowning her troubles and says Parker deserves a long, slow death by spider bites. <laughs> but what about ants? Can we do what they used to do in like westerns and cover him with honey before burying him near an anthill? And letting the ants eat him alive? Because I feel Parker deserves that kind of death. I like that death for Parker. Right? Every time <sighs> every time Parker comes up, I feel like Buffy is my friend. Uh-huh. That has been done wrong. Like, I oh, feel yeah. so visceral about Parker and the way that he... Like, I feel like Willow. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. I knew someone like Parker and it was like, oh my God, I just can't deal with this guy. You know, it's <laughs> like, and every time they talk about him, I think of him and it's like. <laughs> oh, so you knew a Parker. I knew a Parker. Yeah. Oh, did I know this guy? No. Okay. For today, however, Willow says they will just have to make do with throwing spitballs at his head during class. Buffy's on board and gets up to go to class, still in her PJs. Clothes. Willow says, getting dressed is fun, too. I know they're going for the whole caveman thing here, as we'll get to that, like, mm -hmm. in two seconds. But this moment, especially with the, like, clothes, reminds me of Allison's other show, How I Met Your Mother, mm -hmm. where they did the whole drunk adults equals toddlers yes. comparison. yes. Because it fits. It really fits. It really, it really does. It really does. And especially when I'm the one that has to wrangle those drunk adults. Like, I don't it know makes what me you're talking about. feel like. But you know what? Like, I 
I'm thinking, you know, thinking about being in college and like Buffy was about ready to go in her PJs. We've gone to class in our PJs. Yeah, I was going to be like, why is going to class in your PJs a big deal? Because it's always that thing where they want kids in high school to have the dress code and dress for success. And like you're going to be in the workplace like the kids aren't going to be dressing in their pajamas to go to classes in college. Right. When you have an 8 a.m. class, you're rolling out of bed and going like I definitely remember the first year of college, especially because I had I went to a Catholic high school, so I had a uniform. The first year of college, I definitely tried to do the like cute, like academic, like Oxford-esque outfits. And then by like middle of second year, it's like, oh, these jammy pants are clean. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't you couldn't you couldn't express yourself in high school. So you tried to do it. And yeah. And then you're just like, oh, that's too much effort. It's too much effort. Too much effort. Yeah, there's way too much to do. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I had an 8 a.m. French class. Ooh. I don't I don't know why I scheduled a French class at 8 a.m. I can barely English at 8 a.m. Maybe you thought your tired brain would just could automatically roll into the yeah, French. I, I have yeah. a fresh brain. I'll get in. Not you. No. <laughs> yeah. Me, maybe you know. No, not me. Not me. I can barely talk. <laughs> we moved to class where Professor Walsh is explaining where they go from here. And if they've done the reading. Buffy raises her hand, mostly to tell Professor Walsh that Willow has done the reading. (laughs) Great. Then she'll have some time on her hands. As she continues to talk, Buffy zeroes in on a sandwich a girl in the row in front of her is eating. (laughs) She watches, waits, and then snatches the sandwich right out of her hand. Willow is appalled. (laughs) Is she okay? With a shrug, because she doesn't see anything wrong. Buffy says, yeah, why wouldn't she be? Maybe because of the basement chemistry set we see in the next scene. And the elixir dripping into a keg of black frost. Though, given one of those beakers was labeled acid with the deadly (laughs) sign, I'm not sure anyone should be drinking that. I I do like the comically mad scientist set up. For when, all of this. When you when you make Philadelphia pretzels, you, you put lye right on the top of the pretzels. So it's not like it's not like you you know, sometimes cooking things and mixturing things, it starts out as an acid, but it doesn't end up that way. Wait, wait, wait. Lie. Like the <laughs> stuff I like dump down my drains to eat all the hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it, it gets you that nice brown on the outside. You need a heavy base. To it's so, like, when you cook acid, it, acid. it becomes non-dangerous? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you cook it, yeah, yeah, cook it It changes off. the chemical content. I loved, I really loved the journey your face went on. The minute, <laughs> the minute he said lie. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta watch Dr. Stone. You should see some of the crap they put in antibiotics. <laughs> oh, wow. Big pharma. Yeah, yeah. We go back to the pub where Buffy is once again drinking with her newfound friends. They seem extremely tipsy, but we, having seen this before, know their intelligence and filters are deteriorating as they start to become more primal. Xander keeps a watch from the bar. He's concerned, so concerned, that he actually misses his big moment. A girl who looks like she just stepped out of the 1920s. (laughs) Asking him for a light and saying she's had a horrible day. At the table, the conversation has dissolved into pushing and name-calling. Stupid, smelly head. <laughs> there are laughs abound when one of the boys actually falls over. Xander's not loving it. At the dorm, while I was leaving the room, when Oz shows up, greeting her with a, 
hey. He says he tried calling and Willow says she's been at the library. She then asks how he's feeling. What does she mean? Well, he wasn't in class again. Right. He was practicing. Shy is playing again that night and they asked him to sit in. Shy? Veruca's band. Wow. Two Veruca shows in two nights. <laughs> is he sure he wants to share his groupie? Willow's unsure and Oz tries to be understanding and saying how he can see how it might not be the best time for her. Besides, she has studying to do. She heads off, leaving a poor, confused werewolf. Aww. Mm. The name-calling is still going on over at the pub, and still entertaining everyone at the table. That is, until Xander turns on the jukebox for a little cleaning up music. Immediately, Buffy's attention is drawn to that. It sings. She likes it. She calls up on said jukebox, and Xander says it's time for her to go home. (laughs) No. She wants more singing, wants more beer. Oh, no. He's cut her off. Did it hurt? (laughs) He picks her up, beginning to usher her towards the door, but she wants to stay. Wants beer. Beer good. No. Beer bad. (laughs) Bad, bad, bad. What what is he even saying? He tells her to go home and go to bed. (laughs) She wants him to say bye first. So he says it. Then she says it. Then she leaves. (laughs) This upsets the boys because now the girl is gone. Willow enters. I'm not sure what that is. It's not the library. It looks a bit like the bakery counter section of the bronze, but it's not the bronze. So I'm guessing it's a student lounge somewhere yeah, on campus. Yeah, we were we, we were, were dis- confused. We yeah. were confused too. We were discussing it because it looked also kind of like the pub. Yeah. It's like, is that another corner of the pub? I don't know what's going on. Anyway, she enters and spots Parker. Fucking Parker. <sighs> Fixing himself a cup of coffee. Disappointed face in place, she heads over. Did she want something? Yes. To give him a piece of her mind. She's tired of men and their menness. <laughs> Buffy's a mess because of him. In need of a big old mental tidy. How could he do that to her? He doesn't get it. What did he do? Buffy shared something very intimate with him. And here he is acting like it's nothing more than a bag of some sort of snack food. <laughs> Parker's not sure he needs to explain his actions here, but if that's what Willow wants, yes, followed by an admission of undeniable guilt. She sits and Parker begins his spiel, some relationship center on a deep emotional tie or loyal friendship or something. But most, most are just two people passing through life, enriching or aggravating each other briefly. Go on. Can't for one night, two people just come together and create something wonderful? And then the next day, go back to their lives without overanalyzing it or going back to it, wondering if it was more. He has. She should, too. Willow explains that people like Buffy and her assume that intimacy means friendship and respect. People shouldn't have to ask if you'll be eyeing someone else tomorrow. Parker counters with people shouldn't have to preface casual sex with, just so you know, I won't be growing older with you. It takes the fire out of it. Maybe. Parker says he doesn't regret what happened or what he and Buffy did. But he is sorry that Buffy is hurting. And if he misled her, he's sorry for that too. He never meant to do that. No, I guess he did. But he's impressed Willow cares. (laughs) I just like that you're like, yes, he did. (laughs) Uh, But he's impressed Willow cares so much about her. She's a good friend. Back at the pub, the boys are, well, they're, they're pretty much all the way gone unfocused, grunting, starting to take their clothes off. (laughs) 
Xander tells them time to pay up and move on, and they pretty much just shove money at him, not bothering to count. And since they're assholes, and in Xander's eyes, super drunk, he takes the extra money, because, yeah, that's the exact right amount. (laughs) The asshole from earlier stumbles to the bathroom during all this, and after some highly disturbing noises, (laughs) reemerges as an actual caveman. He lunges at Xander, and they both go down. Man, I should have came back as a caveman after the bathroom. <laughs> you missed your opportunity. You, it's gone. Gone. Darn. Afraid he killed Xander, he kind of <laughs> screams at him until he wakes up. <laughs> when he dies, he gives a different triumphant kind of scream. The other boys are ready to bolt momentarily themselves again, but then they too begin to change. As a herd, They advance on Xander, grunting and hooting at him, and it's unsure whether they want something from him or want to hurt him. So Xander pulls out his lighter, and at the sight of fire, they immediately back away. (laughs) The asshole remarks, fire bad, great callback, (laughs) and then fire pretty. (laughs) But when Xander tells them fire angry, (laughs) they all run away. Xander then locks the door and rushes to find his boss, Jack, because they've got a big problem. The guys, they're, they're, Sandra tries to find the right words. Some of his patrons, they're turning into cavemen. They had it coming. <laughs> so casual. The now cavemen begin to roam about the campus, trying to eat various things, <laughs> climbing trees and laughing when one another gets hurt. This leads to a fight of sorts, one using a tree branch as a club. With, a, with said club, he knocks his friend out. Jack explains to Xander that he's taken abuse from these college kids for years. They come in there with their snotty attitudes, drink their micro brews, and spout their philosophy like it means something, thinking they're different than them. Well, they are now. <laughs> they're not, though. That's the great thing about beer. It makes everyone the same. That that seems like flawed logic. Yes, but I still love him. I do yeah. love this guy. Well, I, know, I, I love Jack. I, I had a... I know they just did it because they need to do it, but I don't think you can pop open a keg of beer, just drip stuff in it, and it still works as a proper keg. It's magic, Kevin. I was going to say, maybe the magic liquid, like, absorbs through the metal. Yeah, maybe that was why they need the acid part of it. I don't Uh, know. It's magic. To recarbonate it? Oh, okay. His his brother-in-law is a warlock, Kevin. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I, see the thing that I love about it. I wanted a science guy, but He's funny, though. I'll let it go. That's what, like, the thing that I love about this guy is just how casual he is. Just how, like, yeah, my brother-in-law's a warlock. Like, it's, like, my brother-in-law's a dentist. That's how he (laughs) says that line. Pretty much. And and it's funny because when we went back and we we rewatched it this morning, that moment where he was just telling Xander to give them the drinks... Yeah. Like Xander's trying to do the right thing and card him. And like when you know that this guy is using weird Sunnydale magic, that whole thing about him being like, just give him the beer makes so much more sense. It does. Okay. But while they're talking about beer, those guys are, Xander gets it now. The beer. The beer did this. Neat, huh? Jack tells Xander that his brother-in-law is a warlock. Showed him how to do it. No! No, no neat. He <laughs> served them that beer. He served Buffy that beer. He begins to head out to find Buffy, 
But first, how much beer would someone have to consume before they begin questing for fire? Jack tells him to relax. It'll wear off in a day or two. In a day or two, someone could get killed. He begins to leave once more, but just can't resist popping his head in one last time. He's a bad, bad man. (laughs) The cavemen are still at it. More of them now having clubs. They run about, tip over trash cans, looking for goodies and marvel at cards. One of them steps into the road to get a closer look and gets hit. Not killed, but injured. As he lays on the ground in pain, his buddies scare off the driver and begin beating the evil, evil machine that injured him. (laughs) Then catching sight of two girls, they take off after them. This is just college. This this is just college. Xander has done what anyone would do in this situation, and he has gone to get dad. Yeah. (laughs) He and Giles now entering Buffy's dorm. Giles cannot believe that Xander served her that beer. He didn't know it was magic. No, but he did know it was beer. Xander is not going to hear it. Not from Giles, who spent the 60s drinking the electric Kool-Aid and worshiping demons. Giles reminds him it was the early 70s, and that's not the point. He's not Buffy's dad. She's a grown-up. Grown up enough to... He stops when he sees Buffy drawing primitive stick figures on her wall. A man surrounded by females. <laughs> Hitting the male figure, she tells them, Parker, bad. <laughs> also, how dare you, Xander? <laughs> I mean, you know we love you, but Giles is absolutely Buffy's dad. Giles is your dad. Giles is, yes. Yes, Giles is everybody's dad. <laughs> Xander. <laughs> I also love um, Buffy drawing on the wall... And I mean, I know that's a, it's a very primitive, it's a very, it's a very caveman thing, obviously, mm-hmm. cave drawings. But also, we're going to see the same behavior with Fred. Yeah. When we get to Angel, after she's mm-hmm. been held in Pylea. Yeah. So I kind of like that you have both of them doing this. Yes. I love Fred. Speaking of Parker, Willow is still with him. And they've moved from the table to some couches. And Parker is telling Willow about his quest for the one. He's yet to find a girl that he can just sit with, feeling totally at ease spewing whatever's on his mind or even sit comfortably with in silence. He then turns to Willow asking if he can tell her something kind of private. Okay. After all, he's shown her a perspective she hadn't really thought much about before. (laughs) What is it he wanted to tell her? Putting his hand atop of hers, he says it's just, he's really enjoyed talking to her here tonight. Her too. They're with them. And she's wondering something about (laughs) him. What? Just how gullible does he think she is? <laughs> With his gentle eyes and his shy smile and his ability to talk open. He's unbelievable. <laughs> this isn't sharing or connecting. It's the pleasure principle. That's right. She's got his number. The only thing he's thinking about is how long before he can jump her bones. If she thinks men, it, it, it's all about the sex. Find a woman. Drag her to your den. Do whatever's necessary. Just as long as you can get the sex. Men haven't changed since the dawn of time. And her point is immediately proven (laughs) as the cavemen come in to take over the lounge, bringing with them the women they kidnapped. See, I'm going to make a point again, a point about Parker and what drives me mad about him is it was it's he and I love I love I absolutely love how Willow sets him up. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love how she lets him think that she's interested because he just wants sex, but he never made it seem like that with, with the way that he was talking and how connecting like, yes, you need to be upfront with somebody and say, this is just fun. Yeah. Like 
he really like this is this is what drives me bonkers about Parker. Oh, yeah. The guy never <laughs> stops either, which is oh. like the worst. Like, oh, yeah, the next girl I just talked to. It's always about just everybody sleep with everyone. See, this is and, and this is it, it is a great thing. Like when you think about it, like this was a great thing in the 90s where guys would do this. And then in an, in another show or another movie, you would have all of them, all the girls teaming up. Yeah. To like fuck him up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. John Tucker must die. Yep. Yep. Buffy's still in her room, spinning in her chair. That is until she gets a bit dizzy and falls off. Then she gets mad at the chair (laughs) and decides she wants the little people who live in the box. Giles tries to tell her the television is off as he is very fascinated by this behavior. (laughs) She doesn't care. She wants. Thankfully, Giles doesn't think anyone is in any immediate danger. And it may be best if Xander stays with her until, until Xander's, until, until Buffy starts advancing on Xander, saying he smells nice. <laughs> Nuzzling him, forcing him to move back as she advances. Another moment we oddly don't talk about because, again, mm-hmm. intentions are clear. Yep. Now, like, again, she is under some sort of magic. She's entering instantly on the id. But, like, along with these guys kidnapping women and Mm -hmm. dragging them somewhere, she's ready to do the exact same thing to Xander. Yep. But, you know, we don't talk about that. And, of course, Xander Xander is doing what he should do and being like, nope. Because as as much as Xander is a man... Mm-hmm. He wants things to be reciprocated. Yeah. He's not going to take advantage. No. But, of course, Xander's the worst. Oh, that's when Giles says, maybe they should just leave her alone. Xander thinks they need to hunt down the others. Jack said the effects of the beer would wear off in 24 hours, but beer? Buffy zeroes in on that word. <laughs> she wants beer. Giles tells her, absolutely not. <laughs> Dead mood. <laughs> and Buffy turns on him. Xander thinks maybe they should not make Clay- Cave Slayer mad. <laughs> Buffy says she's strong. And they agree. So she get beer. They think she needs to. They never get to say what they think because Buffy <laughs> pushes them both, causing them to stumble and fall into furniture before fleeing the room. <laughs> Giles, it seems, took it a bit worse than Xander. And so tells Xander to go and get her while he works on getting up. One of the things that I love about this whole thing with the beer is that it wasn't meant to hurt the kids. No. Like, this wasn't an evil Ethan Rain level plan. No. This was just some dude who was so tired and pissed off at these kids for being assholes that he just wanted them and 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was like he didn't want it to be permanent. He didn't want, I mean, now granted, you know, something bad could happen in that time. Yeah, get hit by a car. Get hit by a car. (laughs) But he just wanted these kids to suffer in a very minor way. And and again, I love how casual he's like, yeah, yeah, my brother-in-law's a warlock. However, there's no sign of her in the hall. So once Giles is up and moving, they decide to split up in the lounge-ish place. One of the cavemen is staring at an unconscious willow. Another builds a wall of sorts, scaring off another kid who tries to come in. And the asshole makes a fire. They seem very excited to have both women in fire, but don't seem to notice the wall they've just built (laughs) catches fire. At least not until it grows. Then they begin panicking. Outside, Xander catches up with Buffy, as thankfully she is unable to locate the pub in her current state. 
He tries to get her to come with him, coaxing her with, remember the boy? Boys smell nice. (laughs) He needs to know if there's any Buffy left in there. And apparently there is, because seeing the smoke from the lounge, she declares fire bad and takes off running. She smelled it. Yeah. Smell. Fire bad. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I love... I love that this episode, again, you can't see him. He's just snuggled up under blankets in our garage with his occasional comment. Yeah, it's cold in here. (laughs) (laughs) The panic continues, the cavemen dragging the girls as far from the fire as possible. Arriving at the lounge, Buffy breaks in and attempts to put out the fire. But as she has forgotten how fire extinguishers work, she just kind of chucks it at the fire (laughs) and hopes for the best. Then she sees Willow. Willow being in danger brings more of the old Buffy to the forefront and she dashes through the fire doing all kinds of neat gymnastics to get to her. Xander also reaches the lounge, but he can't see Buffy or anyone else. So he heads back outside to avoid smoke inhalation and wonders where the hell Giles is. Giles is apparently trying to find (laughs) Buffy by describing her to random students in the hall. It's not working. No. And you're also it's you're also kind of coming off as a creeper. Yeah. Old man looking for a girl with a limp. Yeah. Buffy declares their situation bad. Bad. She looks for a way out and spies a window. Again, using amazing gymnastics, she gets it open. And the cave boys climb out, as do the girls they kidnapped. Buffy, however, carries Willow out, or at least carries her to the window. Because as Xander helps Willow out onto the sidewalk, she says Buffy is still in there. Because Buffy still needs to rescue Parker. Because despite her earlier comment about a cave, she would never actually leave a non-evil person to die. (laughs) And sadly, while douchey, Parker is not evil. Yeah. She does knock him out, though. Knock him out and drag him to safety. Outside, the firemen have arrived. Buffy is studying Willow, making sure she's okay. Every so often, Willow takes Buffy's hand and (laughs) sets it to the side. (laughs) Have they had enough fun for one night? Yes. Very much so. <laughs> and was there a lesson in all this? What did they learn about beer? Foamy! Eh, well, as long yeah. as that's clear. Yeah. Xander says the cave boys are contained in the car, so that should keep them till the spell wears off. Also, give them time to contemplate the socio-political ramifications of being mean to him! <laughs> Buffy goes to the car, placing her hand on the window. Her and the cave boys just watching each other from opposite sides of the glass. While she's doing this... Parker comes up and she actually gets her fantasy moment. He apologizes, says he was wrong, asks forgiveness. She's quiet for a moment and then she hits him over the head again, as she should. Good for Buffy. The gang comes over, Willow all smiles, and they stare at Parker for a moment before turning to walk away. I think they were just checking if he was breathing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, he's breathing. We could go away now. Yeah, it's fine. Xander steering Buffy away from the cave boys. (laughs) The end. What a ride. Apparently this episode was nominated for an Emmy Award for Outstanding Hairstyling for a series. It was. It was. Oh, the bangs bangs of the blonde at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. The the first girl. So I know a lot of people hate this episode uh, because a lot of people find it preachy. But um, I don't know how many of them know that that was ten thousand percent intentional. Exactly. Yeah, I was gonna. I was wondering if you, if you saw yeah. that. Yeah. So the 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 intentional part of it was not in the like. Yes, we should teach all these kids about the dangers of alcohol. Way. No, no. Though Doug said they did want to highlight how people were not their best selves when they drank. Mm-hmm. 
No, this was an attempt to get money yep. out of the Office of National Drug Control Policy because they had a thing at the time. I'm not sure if it still exists. There, They would give money to any show that produces an episode or that produced an episode with a strong anti-drug message. This is why every single one of yes. your sitcoms and your teen shows in the 90s had the like... Just say no to drinking. Somebody was drunk driving. That literally, this is why yep. every single one of those, Full House, Boy Meets World, but they all have that episode. Yeah, that's why. And it was always so jarring. Yeah, when it happened. And now we know it's because they got money for it. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes Nancy Reagan would show up in the eighties stuff. Like it yeah. was- doesn't want a handout, right? Yeah. But the funny thing was, is that the. ONDCP hated this episode mm-hmm. and they called it otherworldly nonsense. Yeah, yes, yeah. And said the message wasn't clear enough. So while it was too preachy for Buffy audience audiences, it was not actually preachy enough for the Office of National Drug Control Policy. Yeah, because they, they said drugs were an issue, but it was otherworldly nonsense, very abstract, and not like real-life kids taking drugs. Viewers wouldn't make the link to our message. Yeah. I just, I love that it was not preachy enough. <laughs> and I do like, and, and uh, Petrie said, quote, well, very young people get unlimited access to alcohol and become horrible. We all do it, or most of us do it, and live to regret it, and we wanted to explore that. We love you, Doug Petrie. I also think we had a missed opportunity here um, because they had to know it was coming because Restless is the end of this season. Mm -hmm. And we really could have tapped into that primal side of the Slayer and the thing that connects the Slayer line to the first girl. Yeah. But again, it's only an hour episode. They were trying to get money out of these people. We could only do so much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it might have been like a last minute writing. You're like, uh, I'll just squeeze this one in here. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> all right. That's it for this week. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Mr. Froggy, for being here with us. Yay. Yay. And make sure to join us next time for a book club. Woohoo. Oh, this Ooh. book. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> I know. I'm not a book reader. No. Until then, check out our various social media channels, all of which will be listed in the show notes. And if you like the show and you want to let us know it, you can subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or write to us directly at thewatchersdiaries at gmail.com. Bye! Bye! Bye!